Konghei fa choi. Is that how you say it? Yeah, why not? Happy New Year. Happy Chinese New Year. Happy Year of the Rat. I do notice that we don't. Nobody says Happy Chinese New Year. They just say Happy New Year. Well, that's because they're in Hong Kong, which is, without being too controversial, China. So, saying Happy Chinese New Year is redundant. It would be like being in the UK and saying Happy UK New Year. I mean, it wouldn't really, but you know what I mean. I thought you meant Chinese food, where it's just food. People do still say Chinese food here, though, don't they? <laughs> yeah, maybe they, maybe they don't in Cantonese. They do still say that in English. Although everything is just generically rice, sick fun. Yes. Talking of it being the year of the rat, what else do rats bring? <laughs> the plague. <laughs> Yay! I was going to go with flying rats, bats. Well, they are flying rats. Yeah, bats. At least that's the current theory, isn't it? Or snakes. By the time this podcast comes out, they'll have discovered that it was carried by koalas or something. Apparently, they were apparently they were selling live koalas at that Wuhan food market. I've just got a lot of bat pictures, bats as food pictures now. Yeah, a couple of days ago, I just got WhatsApp this flurry of bat pictures: people eating bats, people eating bat sashimi, videos of people chopping up bats. So that's the current pop science lead theory as to where this new flu has come from so so everybody loves the flu no nobody loves the flu it's crazy over here now everyone's wearing a mask like literally everyone on the streets wearing a mask are you too cool to wear a mask i've been wearing a mask too do you have a trendy mask no i have a regular surgical mask i'm wearing the mask because i coughed in a public space the other day and everybody looked at me like I was some sort of plague bearer. I actually thought they were going to like call the police on me or something. You know, he coughed without a mask, arrest him. So I started wearing a mask. You were shamed into wearing a mask. I was shamed into wearing a mask, exactly. I mean, I have actually had this cough for two months now. You know, I said that I've been ill for ages and then... A few podcast episodes ago, you said, what are you grateful for? And I said, oh, I'm grateful that I'm finally well again. I was wrong. I am not well again. I'm still just like coughing and have been for weeks. There was a time when you thought you were unbreakable. You're right. I did, didn't I? <laughs> I'm definitely broken now. Yes, Tig. Does that make you happy? Does it make you happy to see me brought down low and sick and phlegmy? My brain isn't working. My skin needs excessive moisturizing. By which I mean I have fine lines around my eyes and wrinkles. Yeah, I'm getting old. Sad. I don't like this mic. I like old mic. <laughs> Where did old mic go? You like old mic, which is actually young mic. <laughs> yes. Mike at 20 something, who's convinced of his own invincibility. Mike at 30 something was still quite invincible. In his head. Early 30s Mike versus late 30s Mike. This late 30s Mike is rubbish. It's mid 30s Mike, surely. Mid 30s. Maybe it's still mid 30s. I don't know. Depends how much artistic license. It's like the different phases of like an artist. You know, it's like Picasso's blue period. It's like Mike's late 30s period really wasn't very good. All he did was cough. 
But it's just the beginning of the late thirties, Mike. Who who knows where it'll bring? What it'll bring? Where it'll take us? <laughs> where? <we'll... laughs> That's true. That's true. There's still hope. Yeah, maybe there'll be more wisdom in all the pain that you're suffering now. I was going to say something wise, but I have absolutely nothing to say. <laughs> Do you have any more to add on the flu? No, it's not a fun subject. Just thought I should mention it. I mean, it's one of those things where I feel like we should talk about it. But then if it turns out to be a global pandemic, it's going to look really bad when people unearth this podcast in 50 years time. Look, people were talking about the flu like it was a funny thing before it wiped out two thirds of the global population. Yeah, we'll say something, see, like, you don't need masks. I don't believe in masks. I'm never going to wear a mask and then I'm going to get caught. Yeah, it'll, it'll be like the law. You know, by the 2030s, it'll be the law that you must wear a mask at all times. Just to hide your stupid face. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. I enjoyed it. That's all that matters. Talking of viruses. What other viruses are worthy of mention? The T-virus. Yeah. Funnily enough, there was a Resident Evil haunted house in Hong Kong. And it had the very funny name of Resident Evil 2, colon, Infected Hong Kong. Which now seems to be in slightly poor taste, but it's actually closed down now anyway. The, the, because of the... The last day was a few <laughs> days ago. No, it's just a coincidence. <laughs> it's just a coincidence. But there was a Resident Evil haunted house in Hong Kong. They basically took over an office block. It was multiple floors of this multi-story office block. And they just converted it into, well, the Raccoon Police Department. So if you've ever played Resident Evil 2, you know, there's the two main characters, Leon and Claire. And you can choose either one and their routes are different. So when you get to this haunted house you can choose to do either the Leon route, the Claire route, or there's a combo ticket where you can do both. Okay. And so I went to this haunted house. I went with a couple of other guys who were both really keen to do it. They're both quite big Resident Evil fans, though one of them is a self-professed scaredy cat. Like, I was kind of surprised he was so keen to do a haunted house, but he was really keen to do this haunted house. And then originally the pricing on the website says $300 for one route or $500 for two. So we were intending to do just one route because $300 is already quite a lot. But when we got there, it was a special like closing down offer. And so it was $400 to do both routes. And we're like, oh, it's only $100 more. Let's get the combo ticket. Anyway, so... We choose to do the Leon route first and we have the induction and they basically say it will be very dark. Don't use your phones. No torches. Don't touch anything or anyone. And we're like, huh? And then they give us these like bracelets with QR codes on and they say, when you come up to a door with a scanner, there'll be lights above the door to indicate what color QR code you need to scan to open the door so there's kind of like some puzzle elements to it too I'm like oh okay interesting did they say whether you would be touched 
the implication is that you wouldn't be. Oh, I hope so. I, I need clarification. I need, I need, <laughs> I need guarantees. Anyhow, they basically put us into a lift and they just like hit the button for the sixth floor and they were like, bye. And we're like, bye. And then the lift is obviously going up to the sixth floor and we're like, we have no idea what's going to happen. Like, is the door going to open and there's just going to be a bunch of zombies standing right outside the lift? And we're like, no, 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 they can't be that cruel. But there was this like palpable sense of dread even before the lift door opened. The lift opens, it's just an empty corridor and there's just like, you know, a big red arrow scrawled in. Well, I mean, it's probably could be blood, but obviously it's red paint. And... We follow the arrow, we open a door, and it looks kind of like a medical ward. They've kind of dressed it up. So there's like a desk and there's kind of medical paraphernalia. And there's one of those, you know, like screens that patients get changed behind and stuff. Yeah. And so one guy immediately just goes off into the room and starts like looking around, looking at the desk and stuff. And I'm looking at the screen because I can see a pair of shoes under the screen. And then that pair of shoes starts shuffling. And I'm thinking, oh, no. (laughs) But after that initial shuffle, they just don't move. And me and the other guy are just staring at this screen. And the third guy hasn't noticed this and is just like potching around behind the desk and stuff. And we refuse to move because we know that there's a zombie there. And the zombie also just refuses to move because he's obviously got a set piece. He's, he's gearing up to do. <laughs> it's just like a weird standoff. <laughs> this is a weird standoff for several minutes <laughs> where two of us are just staring at the screen, not moving. The zombie is just like behind the screen, not moving. <laughs> and the third guy is just like, la, 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 and doesn't know at all. Eventually, the third guy starts to go down the corridor, which is on the other side of the screen. And then he turns around to look at us. And then there's the zombie who just like shambles out towards him. And he's like, ah! And then we're like, ah! And then we all just start running. And then it just becomes like this dark maze of like overturned desks and stuff. And random zombies bursting out and shambling towards us very slowly. Because they don't want to actually catch us. Oh, okay. Because, you know, if they actually get too close, they can't touch us. So the illusion will be ruined. So... They're shambling towards us in a menacing way, but at the same time, they don't want to move too fast because they don't want to actually catch us. It was actually genuinely quite, quite frightening, though. It's it's funny because you know it's fake, but your body doesn't know it's fake, if that means anything. Yeah. So there was quite a lot of flailing arms around and shouting in half you know, amusement and half terror, like genuine terror. And then some of the worst bits were when, you know, we walk through a door and then like another door bursts open and it's like someone dressed up as a policeman shining a torch in your face going like, come with me, come with me if you want to live. And we're like, going, ah, because obviously someone just slamming a door open in your face and shining a light in your face is actually quite terrifying as well. How long does the ordeal last? So, some other funny things that happened. We took several wrong turns. So, the first time, a bunch of zombies burst out, and we dashed down the corridor, 
and there was an arrow pointing to like a fire escape so like there's an arrow pointing left and like right next to the arrow was a fire escape but we were also thinking oh they can't mean us to actually go down the fire escape surely it's all confined to one floor and so we carried on down the corridor and then ended up back in the lift lobby again and then we were like oh thank goodness that's over that was intense and then we pushed the button to call the lift and then the door bursts open again and it's a policewoman and she's like you've gone the wrong way and we were like what it's not <laughs> over and she's like no you've got to go down the fire escape if you want to live and then we went down the fire escape there were like four floors of this thing it was oh. actually terrifying that it turned out that was just like a quarter of the way through how how long did that take i think the whole thing in the end was like half an hour but it felt and like <laughs> two hours it is actually it wouldn't surprise me if it turned out the whole thing was 10 minutes and just felt like half an hour <laughs> like there were, there were other bits where there was a guy dressed up as you know a tyrant i think mr x they call him like one of the specialty tyrants and he's just like clomping towards you in like giant boots and like smashing and knocking things over or at least making the sound like he's knocking things over and then you have to all crouch behind some shelves and like hide and he's like shaking the shelves or there's another bit where like a policeman is like trying to hold off the mr x guy and another policeman like ushers you into this room and he slams the door and is like trying to hold the door shut while zombies are breaking in and behind you there's an open window and you're thinking are they seriously going to make us climb out onto the roof? And as you go towards the window, another guy just comes in and slams the window shut. It's like, don't come this way. There's loads of zombies outside. And it's like, oh, geez. <laughs> the second time we got lost was shortly after that, where, again, we were just like randomly running down a corridor and like zombies just kept bursting out of things. And then one of the zombies actually appeared to be like beckoning to us. They were like shambling, but they were going, like, oh, this way or something. We were running the wrong Subtle. way. <laughs> and eventually, again, a policeman had to come and fetch us. And they were like, no, no, no. You've gone the wrong way. It's this way. <laughs> again, <laughs> you would be dead in real life. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is the conclusion in the end we came to. So That you were finally You died. Got to, <laughs> we finally got to the end of the experience, which... You, you know, one of the policemen is like, oh, you've got to find yourself some transport. And eventually you get into this room where there's actually like a police car set up. And then like, that's the end. And then they take a picture of you with the police car. And so we've, we've got a picture of the three of us, like looking vaguely terrified, obviously in <laughs> different poses next to this police car. So it's on the blog. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But after that, obviously, we go back down to the lobby and... Yeah, one guy is like, I can't do that again. I can't do that again. I'm going to ask for a refund. And we're like, they're never going to give you a refund. He's like, well, you guys can go ahead if you want. I can't do that again. And then the other guy was like, oh, no, we do it together. or We don't do it at all. And I was just like, I'd have done it on my own. But OK, I suppose I should take one for the team. Anyway, yeah, in the end, we didn't do the Claire route because one guy was like, I can't do that again. And then I at first thought he was just being a bit of a wuss, but then I think he actually went to shock. He was like, I feel cold. I need to sit down. I was like, oh, you really aren't well. We definitely should not do this next one. 
it was intense. Did they give a refund? They did not give a refund. They were like, lol, no, no refunds. You can come back another day if you like. And we're like, this place is only open for two more days. And they're like, sorry, no refunds. Did you see any other people do the experience? Yeah, yeah. We saw other people coming in after us. We actually gave the tickets to some other people. I think the guy who didn't want to do it again actually sold on the tickets. So I don't think we've lost out on any money from it, but we haven't settled up on that yet. Okay. Still, yeah, it was actually pretty scary. I I don't know if this is a thing outside of Asia. I've never actually encountered this outside of Asia. Maybe because it's like a terrible health and safety violation by, you know, Western standards, or at least by EU standards. But they have a thing in Asia of haunted houses with real people who chase you. This isn't the first time I've done it. But they can't touch you. They can't touch you, no. That's what's important. In in the US, they have haunted corn mazes and have chainsaws, you know, the sound of chainsaws. And that's unnecessary, I feel. You, you do feel more alive afterwards. You're like, oh, I escaped. I'm a survivor. And it's like, no, you would totally be dead. <laughs> if, this, if this is a real zombie outbreak, I don't think shrieking and flailing your arms is an adequate defense. And these are baby zombies. D- define baby baby no, zombies would sorry, be terrifying. Yeah, no, no, that's not what I mean. Like these are like amateur zombies. They're they're shuffling almost away from you. They're not even trying to get you. I, I think you'll find by definition these were professional <laughs> like, zombies. Yes. And yes, part of their job description is not to actually catch <laughs> yes. you. It, it, the professionals are fine. It's the amateur <laughs> zombies you got to worry about. 